Hey guys, this is a Thrive On podcast with CJ Finley. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're trying to get started and you feel a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. Today we have one of my best friends on the show, Mr. Shea Boland. He's a local legend here in Austin, Texas. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to start out as an entrepreneur and all the tips, tricks, and things we have towards how do you grow your brand, your personal brand, your business, relationships, personal life. So let's just start off with uh, my first question is, how the hell did you even get here in Austin, Texas? (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. What an honor to be in the same room as another local legend here, Mr. CJ Finley, aka Thrive on Life. So thank you very much, my friend, for uh, our friendship and this, this opportunity to be on your podcast. So I landed in Austin, Texas about six and a half years ago. I was uh, at rock bottom as a result of a pretty traumatic, self-inflicted heroin addiction. Um, I hit rock bottom out in Los Angeles and, and my parents basically gave me one last chance for help. Um, and they found an amazing treatment program here that I, I came to. And um, when I showed up, I was uh, helpless. I was hopeless, I was lost, I was confused, I, I, I didn't know how to um, make decisions that seemed to be helpful. I just was, was just like basically throwing up the, the white flag of surrender, like I can't do this anymore, I need help, someone tell me how to live because obviously I, I can't seem to, to live a good life and you know at that time I <clears throat> had all the intentions of, in the world of being this, this great guy and, and achieving some uh, success and, and having healthy relationships, but um, my my addiction wasn't being addressed at the time. And, and, and what do you know? That brought me to the rock bottom. So when I came here, um, and I, I started getting a little relief as a result of staying sober and then being around healthy individuals, and then starting to focus on inner work and, and really asking myself the the bigger questions of like, what is my purpose here? Um, do I want to go? It, it really was very clear to me. Do I want to go left or do I want to go right? And it well, was very cr- clear. Which of like went, what, what was left and what was right? Left was continuing down a path of, of that seemed to only get darker and deeper and scarier and more reclusive as a result of, of partying, alcohol, and drugs. Where I was going to go right. And, uh, and, and the right seemed to be a little bit more uncomfortable at the time, actually a lot more uncomfortable, but that's where my heart was leading me. And, and that was uh, to focus on my, my inner growth and also my, uh, um, uh, my, my external life too, of like having a, a better job and, and, and building a relationship with my, my family again. So. so how long ago was that? Six and a half years ago. And then, so what was your, like when you first landed here, so you went to recovery, how long, how long were you in recovery? in the facility here in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Well, recovery is typically a term that's used for a lifelong kind of deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm a member of recovery as, as it's uh, defined for the rest of my life. And, um, but as far as treatment program and being institutionalized, it was 90 days. And then once you come out, run us a little bit through of like, because your whole, your whole fucking life changes. Like you go to treatment and then you come out and it's like you're, I mean, in, I'm just assuming because it's just like, it's never been my life. I don't know what it's like, but I would just assume that you're just, it's a completely different world. And you're trying to like restart from like ground zero of like, what I want to do as a job, what I want to do as a career, like who do I want to be as a man? Run us a little bit through like what was going through your head after you come out of that 
that treatment center. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a, a sober living is what it's called. So it's almost like this, uh, you're kind of graduating in these, these levels. So first I was in this very rigid, institutionalized setting where you know I'm being told when to wake up, when to eat, and uh, when to work out, and you gotta do these groups. But in the sober living, it was, I had some chores that I needed to do. I, I had a curfew, but other than that, it was just kind of free reign. And, and that allowed me to, to get back on my feet in a way of, of that was very challenging, but also really rewarding because it was like, man, this is my opportunity to start really um, taking ownership of my life that I, I was so scared of going back to where I came from um, that that was a, a primary motivator at the time uh, to, to not only stay sober, but like to really start trying to make some good shit happen for myself. And I, it made so much sense to me in the beginning of like, well, one, there's, there's a lot to, this was my process at the time, was like there's something to this physical component. Like I need to keep working out. I need to keep moving my body. I need to cre- keep treating my body with uh, um, the attention and love that it deserves because this is like my, my vehicle, so to speak, right? For me to achieve the stuff that I want to achieve. Um, and then secondly, my diet needs to be on point. So I needed to, you know, back when I was using drugs a lot, it was like, you know, four jack-in-the-box tacos with like <laughs> one individual ranch for each taco. That was my diet, right? In, in combination. I don't with, even want to. I don't. Even yeah, <laughs> doesn't that sound like a nightmare? I already right? have a shitty stomach, bro. <laughs> like, oh, it was so good, man. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and so the diet was huge. Then became, I I was like holy shit, like this life that I want, is it comes down to me. It's like, I can't do this for anybody else. I can't wait till anyone's watching. I can't wait for anyone to just spoon feed me. I'm, I'm done having my father bail me out with rent. Like, so when it came time, with that mentality, when it came time to like do the chores in the house and there's lots of little shortcuts that I could have taken, I was like, no, I'm gonna sweep this corner when nobody's looking because it's the right thing to do. I'm gonna do these dishes even though it's, I'm not assigned to them right now, and I'm gonna do it because I have a little extra energy and I feel like being helpful. Those little behaviors and that shift in my mentality from like selfishness, Shay's just you know trying to out to get mine into like, I wanna be helpful. I want to um, be a contributor to those around me because that feels better than the selfish mentality that I had before. And I started feeling better. I started feeling better on the inside where no one's really giving me a pat on the back. No one gives a shit if I swept that corner. It's like, sure, I needed to you know, follow the directions of the house manager and all that. But it, I, I started doing, shifting my behaviors into where it just was the right thing to do. And, and so when I would, I'll never forget this. I, when I would come home from a long day of being closer to the man that I wanted to be and I put my head down on my pillow and call it a night, I would reflect on the, the day uh, that I just had, I was like, you know, there's these feelings of being proud. There's these feelings of like this optimism, like almost like this uh, sense of momentum that's happening. It's like, man, there's something to this. Like, I don't want to go back to where I came from. I'm not entirely sure what my future looks like, but there's a lot of power in, 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 in shifting my behaviors into a, a man of integrity now. That's awesome. And something that hits home with me the most there is what you started talking about, like the physical component. And I I don't think a lot of people realize how much working out, exercising, and the movement part of your life and then diet nutrition actually play into all areas of your life. And for me, like for anybody listening out there, we're, me and Shay are 
quote unquote fitness professionals, as you would say here in Austin, Texas. But I used to actually be scared to go to the gym. Like my dad built a gym in my basement and I was so scared to go to the local YMCA because I was a hundred pounds soaking wet and I was afraid of other people and their judgments and what would happen. So he builds this gym for me. I then gained the confidence and that's where you talked about like the start small, build momentum. So I did it for myself. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this build up a little bit of confidence, like gain that momentum and then go into the gym. And once I get to the gym, I start realizing that like those people weren't as scary as I thought. So like the real world is not as scary as we think. And a lot of it is just those inner demons inside of our, um, inside of our heads that we tell ourselves this story. And I think I can relate to that a lot where it's just like, if you were to see me and Shay years ago, we're shells of what we were now. And that's what working in the industry because you train how many clients is it a day mm, eight 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 plus clients a day and like when they're working they're they're trying to compare themselves to where we're at now and like this world of instagram and and insecurity and things of that nature um are super tough on a lot of people and that's where i kind of want to like shift this conversation a little bit into okay so you learned how to do the little things right you're starting to build momentum what was there anything in your head that you literally can you can pinpoint back where you're like aha like this is like where i'm going to double down for a little bit because i kind of know this story but like the listeners don't really know of you went from this facility to then you're a personal trainer now but what were you doing in between to kind of like keep that momentum going yeah yeah um, and, and so when I got out of treatment and I'm at this sober living house, one of the requirements is you, you got to get employed. And of course, I wanted a job and I wanted to become self-sufficient and, and, um, and, and, and pay my own bills and, and start making some progress in my life. And, and so I had uh, extensive serving background of, of working in the restaurant industry. So that was what I, I went to. And I, I really told myself, it's like, this is just a stepping stone and, and I, I'm, I'm going to do my part to to ask myself these bigger questions of like what do I want to do for a, for a passionate career but in the short term I need to get this job right and um, and so a lot of the guys that I was surrounded myself with at the time were picking these jobs that were really entry-level and almost like this uh, uh, lack of confidence where they just wanted to get like a quick job really easily and, and so I told myself I was like I could easily get a job at a a lower class restaurant or maybe like a fast food place and but I was like no I want to start at the top like start a little higher maybe not the top but uh, one of the nicer restaurants in town um, Elizabeth Street Cafe and, and I was qualified to work there of course but it was still um, I mean in this, this process of sobriety so scary. It, was, it was like I was learning to, to <laughs> yeah. walk again you know how to live a life in sobriety and, and all that and um, and so I, I told myself I was like you know what I came up with a list of different restaurants that I felt were at the top ranks in Austin. And if I couldn't make that happen, I was going to work my way down to like an Applebee's or something like that. And um, <clears throat> so me carrying myself with confidence walking into that place and uh, applying for the job and I ended up getting the job. Um, and, and it was so funny. It was such a humbling moment for me because... Uh, when I went through the training and they sent the schedule out for all the, the new servers uh, and I wasn't on it. And I was like, I was just like 
it, it, they didn't explain why I wasn't on it, and and um, I thought that I, I I didn't do well, and and so they uh, when I when I reached out, they said, Shay, we we think you'd be better off being an expo for a while. Um, you're not ready to serve yet, because and at the time I, I really what's an expo? Uh, just a food runner. Okay. And uh, and I uh, um, so it was, it was super humbling. It was like at that point I've, I've been serving for years. I was like, I don't want to be a, a an expo, you know. And, and so it took some um, quite a, a process of you know meeting myself where I was at. I was like, wait a second, okay, this situation just happened. That's out of my control. I do not want to be a food runner. I want to be a server. I deserve to be a server. But after working through it a little bit, I was like, you know what? What's in my control? It's to be the most badass food runner that I can be. Like that's in my control. And so that's what I did is I went into that mentality after like my little pity party for about 24 hours. And then I became the best fucking food runner that I could be. And then th with that mentality, that growth mentality of like, sure, here I'm in working at a, a restaurant. I let my life burn down to the ground as a result of heroin. But I shifted my perspective into this growth mentality that like, Okay, I'm going to be the best food runner I can be because I know that that's the right thing to do. It's going to help me push forward. And what that did is got me into server and then being a lead server and then being promoted to manager. And then that turned into soul searching into, okay, what's next? I achieved this and I did my best at these jobs, made a lot of relationships here. I, uh, I learned so much and now what's next? And that's, that's where personal training came in. So... When you were that food runner, what, what do you think gave you that mentality to be like, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna make this situation the best that I can be, even though like I've already been serving, because I think that's what trips a lot of fucking people up is like they don't want to sidestep or they don't want to take one step a little bit down to then like skyrocket up, which is what you exactly what you did. And in the world of entrepreneurship, like some days you're the CEO, some days you're the garbage man, some days you're walking a little lady across the street, like you're everything. And I think a lot of people just look up to you have this big brand now and your network is huge and you're talking to all these people but they don't see that you fucking were the best food runner i don't even know how many years ago four years ago three years ago whatever it may be um what do you think initially gave you that mentality what yeah. were you reading what were you writing what you, who were you hanging out with right, right. that like instilled that with in yeah you? i think it's two parts so the first part is um having a high level of self-awareness at the time of like okay this situation is out of my control like it takes you know a, a certain level of skill to be able to like label this as out of my control and almost like my mind at the time was a little bit more malleable where i got to take a bird's eye view perspective of my life and then how i'm reacting to the situation and i chose another more skillful reaction um, to handle this that allowed me to do that Whereas before, because these tools that I was learning in early recovery were basically to save my life, like it, this process of self-awareness, meditation, um, journaling, and just getting to know myself on this deeper level. Like, oh, how is Shay living in fear? How, how, what seems to trigger his anxiety? Um, what seems to trigger his, his want to, you know, say screw this work and go do drugs like it was like my life was on the line and so I had a high level of self-awareness that was being cultivated at the time so I was like okay I'm not gonna have this mindset I'm gonna shift into this mindset um, and that took practice and it still is taking practice to be able to like shift into more of a conducive mindset for growth and to bring me more of the things that I want to achieve um, second part is gratitude 
just a lot of fucking gratitude to be alive and to like have this opportunity because that what the heroin addiction did was like it sucked at the time don't get me wrong i mean that's a whole nother story but now coming out on the other side and having something to um push up against like i never want to go back there so anything is better than that yeah. if i was just stay in expo it's almost like thank you i am grateful to be here if you want me to go shine those plates even though i'm 20 minutes past my shift and i'm really tired i'm gonna do it because i'm glad to be here and thank you for the employment that's wow that's powerful and hopefully whoever's listening can take a lot from that um but still you weren't satisfied mm -hmm. and this is one of the coolest parts of the story is because it relates directly towards me because Shay shifted into personal training and something that I did as well and now he's kind of shifting out of it um, which is something that I did as as well too so this is where we, we really connect and I really want to hear kind of your story of how you got involved in the personal training world and in the fitness world um, so that I can then speak on that a little bit on my own behalf and then hopefully leave people with this understanding that just like you've been saying up to this point like you just started that's it you started somewhere and just built a little bit of momentum and then kept it going forward and then had this realization and self-awareness to be like i'm just going to be grateful for what i have right now but i'm still going to fucking strive mm -hmm. for something better tomorrow mm -hmm. and there's something that i always say it's like okay we're great today we're worse than we are gonna to be tomorrow, but we're better than we were yesterday. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. always remaining in that line that every day is day one and we can keep getting better and keep having more self-awareness and have more gratitude no matter where we get to in life. I think it's something that you embody extremely well and can talk to on this. So how did you go from, okay, you rose to the ranks at Elizabeth Street Cafe. What was the first inclination that like, holy shit, I'm not meant to be the lead server at Elizabeth Street. I'm meant to do something completely pivoted outside of this industry. Yeah, yeah. It was getting to a point where when I, when I started managing, um, it was uh, it was definitely challenging and, and I, I I just started to really feel some discontentment, and and um, and I knew that it, it was it was coming to a time as either I'm going to um, start turning resentful, and I'm going to start turning bitter towards showing up at work, um, and that's going to start um, really causing this sort of outward uh, poison, if you will, with the people I was working with. Or I need to do some soul searching and figure out what my next step is because if I continue down this path of discontentment and you know I envision me growing in this company and, and whatever, it could be like some sort of district manager or some sort of corporate role and I was like, no way, no way. And, and so I was like, well, what is it? What do you want to do? And, and so I, I just allowed myself the freedom to dream big. And, and so I, I came up with uh, three criteria for my dream job that needed, these three things needed to be met for me to leave my comfortable job. Yes, there was discontentment, but there was, uh, it was very comfortable. I was getting these standard or uh, set paychecks every two weeks. I, my job was, you know, it wasn't crazy hard and I, I, I love the people I worked with. Um, it was pleasant for the most part, right? I could be uh, extremely pleasant compared to like what you've been used to yeah. years prior. So yeah, exactly. Like yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, these three things, I, I wanted to be my own boss. I was like, that seems really special to me. Like I, I really want to be my own boss. I don't want to be an employee anymore. And then I want to use my own creativity. 
And then number three is I, I wanted to help people. That those three things needed to be met for me to choose my next endeavor. And I think that was really help for me, helpful for me was I didn't start out with I want to make this much money or I want to do this. I, I started with these very broad sort of conceptual things of like uh, this, this I'm setting boundaries with the universe of like this is what I want, these need to be met, and then we can work our way down from there. And, and personal training is, is not my dream job by any means, but that became, when I started thinking about personal trainers, um, and I would look at them at, say, Gold's Gym, and, and I, I just, uh, it was very, like, almost just in awe, because I was like, wait a second, like, this might be my ticket here, is because it seemed very far-fetched. It's like, man, can I be a personal trainer? I don't know. I don't think I can, but, like, can I? And, and, and just like I was looking at these little 21 year old kids yeah. wearing their little Nike outfits <laughs> at Gold's Gym and helping people and I was like that looks so amazing and it seems so far down the road and like unrealistic but the more I thought about it I was like I, I think I can do this and, and so I'll never forget I was standing behind the bar during a shift at Elizabeth Street Cafe and I was talking to my, my buddy that I was uh, he was a co-worker and he was actually uh, my lifting partner at the time too and I was like you know what Fuck this. I am a personal trainer. I am. I am one. And I never worked <laughs> with go. anyone. I wasn't certified. And I just started saying I am a personal trainer. And, and so I, then what happened after I made that internal decision that I am a personal trainer and this is what I am doing, beautiful things started to happen, man. I, it's as if the, the universe really started just putting breadcrumbs in front of me of like, you're going to go this way, you're going to go this way for you to achieve this, okay? Shay, you've made this decision to make this leap and then, you know, uh, we're going to help you get there. Just whoever this is is watching over me, right? Um, so little things would happen. Um, uh, I would see two regulars come in that love to work out and one of them is a personal trainer and it's like, boom, pick his brain. Hey, how's it going being a personal trainer? Any advice for me? And then they're like, yeah, you should get certified with this company and you should do this. And then, boom, getting a workout in at Gold's Gym, I go up and talk to the personal trainer. I talk to the front desk. I talk to the gym owner. Um, I, I'm just like a broken record to all my guests at Elizabeth Street. Like, yep, I'm leaving in... Uh, Two months, I, I set my exit plan. I am a personal trainer. I am taking on clients right now. Um, I, I carried myself with so much confidence. I was like, yeah, I host my sessions at Auditorium Shores. And <laughs> I mean, at this point, I've only probably like done like two or three <laughs> sessions. So I bought my, I was like, well, I just, it started with small action steps. What do personal trainers need? I need a notebook. I need a pen. Went and bought a notebook and a pen. They need a Bluetooth speaker. Bought a Bluetooth speaker. Bought a little kettlebell. And that's where I started. And, and so I started just taking on clients and, and working with them at Out of Term Shores. And um, one thing that I have been really skillful at is networking. Like I, I, I make friends easily. I'm a, I'm a master networker. I'm just going to go out and say it. Like it's, I'm, I agree. You, uh, you, you asked my, that shit, you asked my, my mother from, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I had 15 kids over in my backyard every Saturday just because they wanted to come and hang out with me. Like it, I was always like that kid that knew where the parties were at and, and blah, blah, blah. And, so when it came time to do this, I mean, I was just building relationships like crazy. And so, um, I, uh, so once I started taking on personal clients, I was like, okay, all right, we're, we're starting to gain some momentum here. What does this look like? Okay, Shay, you are wanting to start at the top ranks of the personal training or the fitness industry. So what does that look like? That's private training, one-on-one, -on -one, in-person, self-employed. Um, you're calling the shots. You're charging this uh, this rate, 
And, and if that doesn't work out, then you can work down to, say, Gold's Gym. Or if that doesn't work out, then you can be Gold's Gym front desk. Like, I just knew that, like, I'm going to get in the fitness industry no matter what. And if it means starting at Gold's Gym front desk, so be it. Bring it on. It's okay. I'm going to work my way up. I believed in myself. And, and so uh, it, it was, man, I'm so proud of myself for, like, setting my sights high because what that did is I, I stayed at that level, right? I didn't have to work my way down. I just set that boundary with myself. It was like, I'm going to make this shit happen. And so I just was like fake, faked it till I made it. I ended up getting certified through National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, I did about, it's, a, it's almost like a three to four month studying program. I did about 80% of it in one week. I locked myself in at the UT library, left my phone in the car and studied for like 12 hours a day, set the test date for my birthday, which is July 28th, 2017. Um, so my test date was at 9 a.m. on my birthday and it was a way of setting my intention, this visualization, this manifestation process of like, I'm gonna pass this test as a gift to myself on my birthday. And then later that day was the W pool party for Heat Bootcamp, who I was a brand new employee at, if I got certified. And so I made that shit happen. I passed the test. I showed up at, at the W as like the, the new Heat Bootcamp trainer, you know, like where I was, you know, working you out. Hot shot. And nobody, nobody gives a shit who I was or knew I, but in my mind, it was like, yeah, I yeah, am no, proud of myself. Party, and I'm no longer an employee. And, and, you know, just for the record, like Heat Bootcamp was the perfect business model for me to run my own business and where I just pay rent to them. And, uh, um, and I'll, I'll wrap it up with this because I know we want to take some different directions here, but I, Instagram helped me move at such a fast rate. And I didn't realize it at the time, but what I started doing about a year and a half, two years ago, is I started documenting my journey. And I, I turned Instagram into less of a, uh, as, as personal and, and more about just, it was more of a, it turned into a business platform that was to be of service to people and to be a, a, a voice of hope and inspiration and so I was documenting the lows I was documenting the highs and I was documenting the clients I was working with and people started seeing that where only twice in two years I should you not have I said on Instagram I am a personal trainer come work with me I'm running specials or blah 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 so basically none at all Every client that I have today is came to me because they felt inspired to reach out. It had nothing to do with me marketing to them. And so that's the power of social media and putting power yourself brand. out there. That's yeah. the power of brand. It's the power of branding. Good branding. Yeah, yeah. And so I make it look desirable to work with me because I'm just it being is. authentic. I'm just being authentic. This is what we're up to. This is what me and uh, Shana are working on at six in the morning. High five, Shana. Good work. That's it. And then someone's like, oh, shit, I want to I work yeah. with this guy. And so I've stayed full on clients uh, since then. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Um, my podcast isn't paid, but I might have to clip that whole, like, I think you just talked for like five minutes there because there's so much value in what you just <laughs> said. And a lot of it is awesome because it hits home with me so much. And the biggest thing that came to my mind when you were talking about this is you just found a vehicle to open a lot of different doors. And that's what a lot of people, I think we don't do as our as we're going from kids to teenagers to adults is we have these innate abilities when we're younger, but then society has this pressure that puts on us like you need to fit into this bucket. Okay. So for me, like I was really good at math and science. Oh, you be a fucking engineer. Like that's just, dude, that's your path. Right. But I was also really good at sports innately. Like I was just always good at being an athlete. I was always good in the gym. I was always like pound for pound, one of the best. I don't know why it's just what I was, but I had to work my ass off 
to get an engineering degree. And it completely like screwed my brain up as I'm going through college. And then when I get out, just like you, I didn't have the drug problem, but I had like this anxiety problem of where the hell am I going with my life because I hated sitting at a desk. And it's just like when everyone validates you on like your paycheck and what you're doing and what your job title is, it's like a completely devastating feeling to be like, I, w- I would rather go sit at Gold's Gym front desk and high five everybody that comes in because that's what I love to do than sit at this desk and call myself a business analyst yeah. but not really do jack shit or feel jack shit about my life yeah. that entire day. So it's kind of funny how that relates because I remember vividly um, I got into personal training because people at the corporate, my corporate jobs were asking me like, how do you stay so fit? Like, what are you eating? And I'm like, well, I do this, this, and this. And they would be like, well, we'd pay you to do it for us. And I'm like, how much? And I started doing the research and I'm like, shit, I could probably make more money doing this on my own and have more freedom to just do whatever the hell I want and learn what I want. I love to read. I love to write. I love to network. I'm a master networker just like Shay is. And that's how we kind of like got connected through (laughs) IG. Um, But yeah, so I remember vividly those same feelings and just remember looking at local gyms and places and I was just like 24 hour fitness, golds, uh, private gyms. I was just like, I can't work for anybody else. I left that world to work for myself. Like, what the hell am I doing? So I studied for the NASM. I got certified. Same thing. Bought a couple bands. I was like, I'm now a personal trainer. And I'd been training people in the gym, like, for free since, like, college. I would trade off engineers. They would train. They would help me study, and I would train them in gym. But that concept of, like, this isn't really my world. I'm not a trainer versus all I had to do is turn on, like, I'm a fucking trainer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I got the bands. I did the workouts. And I was like, wow, this is actually, I like this a lot more. I'm willing to do a lot further with this. But then again, I still had that same feeling of like, I don't want to be a personal trainer for my life because I have so much so much more that I feel like I can provide the world. And that's where I shifted into, I want to be an entrepreneur. So today I tell myself, I am a serial entrepreneur because I like helping multiple facets of industries, technologies, businesses, people, brands, whatever it may be. But I want to ask you, since you were saying I am this personal trainer, what are you saying I am today? Mm. We're sitting here in Shay's studio apartment. He just got this studio apartment. It's nice, off Conga Street, overlooks the city. And now he's like kind of reshaping his life a little bit. And I'd love to hear like, what is it right now that you're saying I am and moving towards? Yeah, yeah, what a great question. Thank you for that. Um, So to, to back up a little bit, that process of taking a leap into personal training was so much bigger than just being a personal trainer, right? It, it was a process of, of trusting myself, um, trusting that good things can happen with hard work and a vision, um, and, and believing in myself. And so what that did was I really took ownership of, of manifesting my life, of what I needed to, to make happen. Um, for me to feel more fulfilled. And so when I took that initiative and it paid dividends, I mean, I just, I, I really, man, I've just, uh, the people I work with and just my, my day-to-day uh, energy and, and perspective of myself and the world around me has just turned so just beautiful and abundant as a result of uh, making that decision and being self-employed and, um, and helping people. And so what this process did was got me in touch with my gifts my gifts, that that, I don't think I really realized, uh, I mean, I, I can't, I don't think I've ever been in touch with my gifts. I understand like there's certain things I'm good at and blah, 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 but almost like my, my deeper purpose in, in why, 
I had to go through some of the things I had to go through in, in, in who I am and how I was raised and, and um, you know, who Shay is on a deeper level. And so being a personal trainer has allowed me to um, get to know people on a deeper level and then also see how I show up. And, and so who I am today is, is I'll just kind of go through what I'm seeing that my gifts are is I'm deeply empathetic with people and I'm I can I can I can make people feel really really seen and heard and comfortable and safe. Um, there's a, a, a I'm able to hold space for someone in a very powerful way where I can make them feel like they're the only person in the room and I'm a really good listener. And this is not an act. It's like I'm all in with you, and and my my attention is just undivided. And it, it's almost like this skill of where Shay sets his personality aside for a second, where he's not in his head, he's not thinking about what to say next, he's, I am here and I'm giving you the spotlight. I wanna like understand you and your pain and where you're struggling and, and how I can be of service to you. And so I've learned to like set Shay's agenda aside and first be a really impactful listener and become a master at asking questions. And, and, and so and, and they're, they're, so what this does is there becomes this relationship that's built with um, people now. And, and this is still just a work in progress. It's still very fresh for me. And, uh, but it's something that it's, it's kind of this new frontier for me that I've been exploring and, and, and doubling down on these gifts. Um, and so what that has led me to is like, wow, I would do the world a disservice if I stay a personal trainer. I would do myself a disservice if I stay a personal trainer. So what's next? How can I impact people's lives on a deeper level with these gifts that I've just really uncovered that I, I want to double down on? Because um, I found myself getting um, kind of frustrated in a way of like, here we are with a, a client of mine and we're talking about the breakup that he just went through and he's having some emotional pain. Like this guy's struggling, he's hurting. Um, and then boom, the timer goes off because we got to go back to squatting and our three minute rest period just got over with. And I was like, man, we just keep getting interrupted. Like I, screw squatting. Like I want to talk about some real shit. Like we don't need to worry about the aesthetics of your body right now. I want to be there for you as a brother and, and help you on, on some deeper and more emotional and spiritual level. And so it's like, okay, noted. That's a little data point right there, Shay. Like, okay, let's take some action around that. What does that look like? Um, so I, I decided to get educated. And, and so right now I'm in the middle of a six-month intense men's work program. Um, basically, I'm learning how to be a men's transformational coach. So I'll, I'll describe a little bit about what's going on here. So I'm two months in, um, and it's been one of the most powerful experiences of my life so far. I'm, I'm with... 12 other guys from around the world we do weekly zoom calls and we do practice coaching sessions with each other and um, so there's a big difference between transformational coaching and life coaching so if you imagine on the horizontal is life coaching um, and business coaching it's like okay we want to get you from point a to point b um, and, and it's very goal-oriented, it's very um, future-oriented, and that's great, that serves its purpose, but that's not the kind of coach that I want it to be. I'm more on this like, okay, we're gonna set any sort of, we're, we're not gonna be future-oriented right now, we're gonna be very present with each other, it's about how to let the walls come down, and it's basically me holding space for you or the client in a way that allows them to tap into their inner wisdom because there isn't there's a, a 
there's an, uh, uh, an assumption and an a, um, in, intention that every man, and I'm speaking just on, on men because that's going to be my main clientele, has inherent wisdom in them for them to live a good life and what they need to do. Who is Shay to tell you what you need to do and what actions you need to take? I want to create a space for you where you can uh, sift through all the emotions and all the bullshit and all the to-do lists. We're going to set that aside and let's tap into that inner wisdom and how can we get clarity around how you need to live a, a more fulfilling life and how you need to show up a little bit differently. So it's just like, it's a two-for-one deal. I'm having to work on myself of like, uh, this compulsive urge to give people advice, this compulsive urge to rescue people or to um, have Shay's agenda. And I'm learning to like set all that aside and be this like unbiased presence with someone. And, and it's, it's a very meditative approach. It's very, um, and so I'm learning this framework on how to do that. And, and I'll go back to what I just said is like basically learning to be a master at asking questions. Is it's because when um, when you learn more about coaching, it's it's yeah, it's it's about asking questions in a way it, it becomes these little mind tricks because what you're doing is you're you're you get into the deeper issue. It's like why are we spinning our wheels with uh, this stuff when we can get down to the root causes? So it's this process of root causes. So basically, what I am right now is a transformational men's coach, and, and that's uh, that's the direction I'm heading. And um, the vision is slowly uh, becoming more and more real, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's freaking awesome, man. And it's so relatable to kind of like my life because Shay actually works kind of like with me. We have this relationship where he helps me with that space, and it's not a space that because I am a business coach, so I'm very X's and O's, like this is what we need to get done to help your business move forward and to drive your team. Uh, and the drive revenue and then it's hard for me to get out of that world so it's like that space I don't really get fairly often because I have a lot of people pulling me in each direction wherever I'm going and just having that space I can attest to having him grill me on questions because usually I'm the one that's trying to master questions on people's business relationships or life so that we can improve it and impact it um, so for anybody listening I, I can 100% attest for where he's trying to go, you definitely need to connect with this guy, reach out to him. Um, he's he's super powerful in what he can do. And that's where, unfortunately, we gotta get to wrapping up because I can yeah. sit here and talk to you all day. <laughs> yeah. However, I have one last question for you, and that's if you were to start today, say like you came out of that um, facility today, there's someone else out there. I know you speak at facilities, frequently every week and what would you tell them right now based on the wisdom that you've gained where they should go what they should do who they should meet what would that advice be yeah what came to mind instantly was a quote my father would always say is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time and and so this process of rebuilding your life or creating the life that you desire and going right not left right is, is happening one day at a time. And there's only so much that you can do in a day. And, and so um, the, the combination is patience and kindness towards yourself. Uh, especially in the, the arena of drug and alcohol addiction, there is this self-talk that is really unkind and a shaming voice. And when you get to know that shaming and unkind voice and you reframe it into more of a loving approach to yourself and your hustle, um, beautiful things can happen. Because if you can throw 
some some patience and and, and kindness towards yourself and, and and being okay with the progress that you're making it actually has a ripple effect and helps you move at a faster rate because if you're being really hard on yourself and your internal condition is actually like tight and um unapproving of of where you're at and just like you're being fueled by discontentment it's actually i i really feel like it's making the journey not as fulfilling because that's what we keep hearing from these ceos and these these authors of these books and these world keynote speakers is like fall in love with the journey and good things will happen you know so be okay with with setbacks and, and and um you know and i'll finish with this is to double down on cultivating a high level of self-awareness. That the self-awareness of like how I'm feeling in a moment to moment notice, what that does is it gives me stuff to work with. And when I have stuff to work with in my mind is like, oh, I'm, I'm anxious right now. It gives me action steps. Oh, I need to take some time away from Instagram. Or I need to take some time away from this, uh, uh, this dating pattern that I'm stuck in. I need to take a, a break from alcohol. But when you're just running on autopilot and not really taking uh, uh, inventory of where you're at mentally and spiritually and emotionally, um, you start becoming compulsive. And, and it's like, wait a second, we're, we just got off track here. We, we should, I gotta get realigned with my North Star where I wanna head. That's awesome. So all those people out there that want to gain that self-awareness, how can they connect with you and maybe get a little bit of insight into where yes. can they find you at? Well, my full name uh, is S-H-E-A-B-O-L-A-N-D. That is my Instagram handle, Shea Bolin. Please follow me on Instagram. Send a message. Say hello. I'd love to connect with you. Um, and also my website that's currently being built, but it's going to be a little bit ways out just because I'm taking my time and it's very sacred to me. That's going to be SheaBolin.com. And lastly, my email is SheaBolinCoaching at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you, Shay, for connecting with you. This is definitely a discussion I'm going to remember probably for the rest of my life. It was cool you running through everything that you've been through and how you've gotten to this point. And I can't wait to watch you keep growing, keep going, and just helping other people along the way. And for everybody else out there that didn't quite hear that, that's at Shay Bolin on Instagram. Connect with him. He'd love to help you in whatever you're trying to do, as would I. Hope all of you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Thrive on.